Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. Today in the studio, I have two friends of mine. I have Chef Sam and Cody Carroll with Sacolet Restaurant. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this is fun. (laughs) I am so glad that y'all were able to uh, come in the studio today. And I'm giggling because, you know, when chefs come, they like to bribe the staff here at WRBH, whether it's cookies or cupcakes or (laughs) pasta. And, well, this is a first. (laughs) It's a first. This is a first. So here in the studio, um, I heard Cody say, "Do do you want me to crack one open? And I thought he said, hey, Amy, I got some crackling. And I got super excited. And then I said, yeah, and then he cracked open a red stripe. What is this <laughs> all about? We're still in Jamaica right now. <laughs> We're stretching out our uh, our vacation. So, y'all, I have to ask, you know, we're starting with a red stripe. You're playing on Jamaica time right now. What is Jamaica time? What are you? What is this all about? <laughs> we got to take a vacation that was spur of the moment, I would like to say. And we went to Jamaica, and we were just... I mean, we did the we did the whole thing. Like we drove on the wrong side of the road ourselves for like, two hours. <laughs> we flew into Montego Bay and drove. We drove about about two hours east to the middle of nowhere, and it was uh it was awesome just to hear like the way the people acted there and and they really it's almost a, an opposite of the service industry where we're so used to just hand and foot and everything and it kind of just rushing about everything and trying to get it done. They're the opposite. They're gonna get it done. But they're going to take their time. time. On yeah. Jamaica time. Like, they're going to just kill, and it's going to happen, but you got to wait for it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something about traveling and experiencing, you know, the authenticity of the people. Mm-hmm. And to know that, like, you're getting to interact, you're around them, and I don't know. I just found that the Jamaica people, the Jamaican people, they reminded me a lot of New Orleanians and that kind of welcoming, hey, man, come on in, have Mm -hmm. a beer, hang out, let me show you spirit. So, uh, you know, you came back, so that's good. You didn't decide (laughs) to move there. I remember whenever we were leaving, because the place that we were staying, they had, like, an ocean view. And whenever we were driving home, like, we'd, we'd hit the side of these, like, little cliffs with ocean views and beach views. And Cody would be like, I can't even look at it. I'm not looking at it because like, I'm going to sign, A for sale sign. I just saw one. <laughs> I was Googling, like, prices on the way home. Yeah. You're, you're like, I can live off the <laughs> land, off the sea. It's cool, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fish and a lot of jungle. So there's all, it's all kind of fruits everywhere. Well, did you have to, did y'all's place, was it one of those ones that was nice where the bathroom was attached or was it one of those where you had the outdoor, you had to walk out? To it go? had both, but it was a bad, it was a shower on the outside. So you took a shower with lizards. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I remember when we were with uh, someone from the tourist bureau and it was my mom and I, and we were driving through this neighborhood and I, I hear my mom go, Ooh. And there was a probably an 80-year-old man mm-hmm. in his birthday suit walking to his little shower room. And, um, you know, we giggled, and my guide, like, turned the car so she couldn't see. And then on the way back, we saw, like, a 30-year-old man doing the same <laughs> thing. And my mom was oh, like, hey, That's let's better. slow down a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, you realize the there's the a level of freedom in Jamaica that I think and only parallels care. here in New Orleans. Yeah. They do not care. It's awesome. They don't care. I love it because whenever 
we were checking in or if we were running late, they're like, no problem, man. And we're like, man, I love this place. Yeah. <laughs> I actually talked slower coming back from Jamaica. He did. And that, I felt like I could understand you better, and your accent wasn't as thick because it was like this weird breed of Cajun and Jamaican. Well, Cajun. Cajun. All right. Well, you know, there's that level of Creole in all of us, I suppose. But, yeah. um, well, while you were in Jamaica, you know, you're vacationing, you're having a great time, and then somehow your trip gets extended. What was that all about? Yeah. So we uh, we met up with some artists there, and. An artist, Elena Stoniker, she does a lot of work with Sia and different people out in L.A. And she does kind of contemporary work, but she does a lot with textiles. And her show, her big exhibition show, wasn't until Saturday. Well, we were supposed to leave Friday. Well, we went out. We kind of met up with her, and we didn't know her. We just met her, and we went out to eat a few restaurants and hung out. And she invited us to do her show or to go to see her show. And I was kind of talking about gumbo, and she's like, oh, my God, I would love to have gumbo at the show. And I was like, we're leaving Friday. She was like, can y'all do anything about that? I was like, well, I said, ask me a little while. I was sober at the time. I was like, ask me in about four hours. Let me have a few more rooms, And I'll probably book a new room and do all this stuff, and yeah. we ended up staying. And uh, and you cooked your gumbo. We cooked yeah. the gumbo. So there was nothing there that there was no crabs or anything. So we talked to some locals, and they said they had crawfish. I said, well, we raised crawfish. I said, so I want to see what these crawfish look like. You were skeptical. So, mm -hmm. Very. So some a guy from the uh, resort, he goes out and spearfishes these local crawfish, which look like a cross between a lobster and a, our crawfish. It was medium size, and they were blue. It was so cool. It looking. was crazy looking. And, but they uh, spearfish them. That's how big yeah, they, they are. Like spear, how fun. Yeah, yeah. They were like gigs and spear, spear guns. And they got us some of that and some conch. So we did a conch and crawfish, a Jamaican crawfish gumbo with a uh, yellow, uh, it was a yellow yam, mm -hmm. potato salad. Yum. It was so good. It, it was, was so good. good. Well, come to find out, Chris Blackwell, he founded Island Records. He discovered Bob Marley. He did Nirvana, U2. I mean, tons of people. The police. He's the one, he was the owner of the resort called GoldenEye. And uh, he, he was, was there. there Saturday to eat our food, too. So he invites us back. He's like, you have to come back and cook gumbo for me. I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, Lagoon 5? Lagoon yeah. Cottage 5? Look, I yeah, yeah. look I, I'm, but if you don't want me cooking, I'm great with dishes too, man. You just bring me back with you. Yeah, or I'll it. go out and spear it for yeah. you. We'll send you, we'll send you on, the, uh, on the hunt for seafood. That was so awesome. Well, I love that, you know, our food and the, the food we love can translate so well wherever we are. And, you know, we get so caught up in... This is traditional. This is the way we do it. And that's good because we want to save it and we want to preserve it and we want to love it. But sometimes you can't get all those traditional things, but you want people to have the, that Louisiana experience mm -hmm. around you. Right. And it sounds like y'all were able to capture that. Yeah. We were with the roux. I mean, as long as you can get a good roux, we were good to go. And actually, the crawfish tasted a lot like our crawfish. I would say they tasted more... Like I said, kind of like a mix between the lobster and the crawfish. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the yellow fat taste, but they still, the tails tasted the same. Yeah, that was kind of the eerie freshwater. thing. It was red fat. They were so whenever water. you were cracking them open, instead of seeing that golden, like yellowy, greeny fat, like you would see in a crawfish, it was red, like beet red. It was crazy. Was it good? It was good. But, okay. Really, we took it out. We made a stock out of the shells, and it came out really good. Uh, um, You know, it's always interesting to me whenever uh, – I'm introduced to something that looks familiar, but it's not quite familiar. And then it's shocking whenever it 
it has no flavor similar to what I'm used to. No, this and uh, so that's kind of cool. It worked. It tasted very, very similar. It well, tasted. What are like some of the things that you got to eat while you were there? Or that you loved while you were there? The escaviche, I think is what they call <gasps> The escaviche, yeah. 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 yeah, that's the what, steamed fish or that's the it's crispy salted. one? It's the crispy. Um, yeah, the one they salted. The, the that's salt right. and it's got like a uh, vinaigrette kind of mm-hmm, over it. Mm-hmm. and It was so good. It's so good. And they tell and you it, what kind of fish it is? No. Oh, it breaks my heart. And <laughs> they it's from the um northeast. It's it's brought in because there were so many um like English settlers yeah. in Jamaica and they were only familiar with cold water fish. Oh, they would bring yeah. in codfish and things like that to Jamaica. Because that was what they were familiar with when yeah. they could just go right outside but um, and get all that local stuff. Yeah. So a lot of times it's done with imported fish um, just they, because that's the national that. dish. Yeah, they'll yeah. say it's imported or it's local. And where our resort was, it was all fish sanctuary. And what had happened was the uh, – what happened was – What had happened was – The spear fishermen, the local fishermen were spear gunning or spear fishing for these fish and would hit the coral. And it would damage the oh. coral, and this, a bacteria started taking over and kind of took over the coral reef, and they had to shut it down. So now it's a, a sanctuary. But they still are getting local fish, but it's away from those. They have to go further off, offshore. Yeah. You got to go past it. And have bigger boats and bigger motors and all that stuff. So did you have some jerk chicken while you Definitely. were there? Yeah. That was, we had. Were I they... kept trying to make people. I remember this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to make people make it hot. I was like, I want it hotter. I was like, okay. <laughs> And they were like, they're like, I don't know. You, scotch bonnet, scotch bonnet. I was like, I mean, five scotch bonnets. Give me some scotch bonnets. <laughs> and uh, they would not make it hot until like the last day. And did and they it was take so it to hot. you? Oh, yeah. Finally. I was like, finally. <laughs> Eureka. And then, and then the next day, my stomach was just in shock. And then we had to get on an airplane. So that was not <laughs> Like your face is red. Everything. You're like, the whole side I'm of not my face crying. Was numb. I yeah. promise. I'm not yeah, crying. Yeah, that one side of your face is numb because you said like you chewed it on that one side. <laughs> I got into the seeds. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um. While you were there, did you get a chance to go out to any of the spice markets and kind of pack up your suitcase for anything to bring home? The concierge. Yeah, the concierge that we met, Sharona was her name. She kind of showed us around. And she, so one day we weren't planning on leaving the resort and she actually called Chris's, which he was on like the travel channel and all this stuff and got him to cook. It was turkey necks. I had been talking about turkey necks all week. She got him to cook it and he delivered it to us and we ate it like at the place, like he brought the restaurant to us, which was really cool. So she went out and she got us some spices and some curries and some sauces because she was afraid that we were going to go somewhere and it was going to be a tourist trap and they wouldn't have what they really have in the supermarket. Absolutely. So like she went to her res- her neighborhood supermarket and like shopped for us, which was pretty cool. And it's all yellow curry there. Yeah. yeah. So we used it last night. So what'd you make with it? I made, I cooked uh, Sam some dinner. <laughs> Curried squirrel. <laughs> Oh my God! So Back good. to the food of my people, right? It was so good. Saute down the squirrel. Did you with debone some that squirrel? Nope. <laughs> As my daddy would say, I shucked it. You shucked it. Took the arms off, legs off, head. She ate the the brains. That's my favorite yeah. part. I took a picture of that. I can show you that one. You know, it's so funny because uh, you know, for my listeners out there, squirrel is not bad. Uh, yeah. For those of it's us who good. grew up, you know, with them in the backyard and the Super fat squirrels from all the acorns and things like that. And the pecan. 
Um, that's what, you know, that's what we ate and that's what you grow up learning to, to get first, Mm -hmm. um, when you get your BB gun and things like that. Um, but it, again, it's back to our roots of waste, nothing Mm -hmm. and you, you cook it up. And so I have never, I I can honestly say I've never had it in a curry. I've only had it in a gumbo or a jambalaya. Yeah. Or a stew or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I say it tastes like rabbit, but rabbit, rabbits eat grass and some vegetables and stuff. But squirrels eat nuts. They eat acorns and pecans. So, I mean, animals taste like what they eat. Yes. And these things are super nutty, super awesome. So, yeah. But, yeah, first time doing a curry. Well, you know where I live, and you know how to deliver that to-go <laughs> container <laughs> for me. <laughs> it was good, though. Anything that you ate while you were there that you go, hmm, yeah, I don't need to have that again. That's not my favorite. The, the strangest thing was the breadfruit. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. The strangest thing was the fruit. It, it was... More of a texture thing. I mean, I, I like the texture, but it, it didn't carry much flavor to me. No. I don't know. We only had it once, so it was, like, kind of hard to... I couldn't find it anywhere else. Right. I want to try it a different way, but I was just like, eh. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just crazy wasn't, about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got into a very intense debate debate with this lady, Miss Winnie, who is very dear to my heart, and she is <laughs> has very strong opinions about food. And um, when we were at her house, we did peas and rice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like my beans creamy. I like mm-hmm. them mushy and squishy. And that's not the style. And she um, she lectured me on overcooking my beans. And I did. That is not the way to do it. And her way was the right way because that's what her mama taught her and her mama's yeah. mama. And uh, so it's interesting to me that we can use the same ingredients and we have such strong opinions about how they should be cooked. Right. Yeah, it's true, though. I mean, they, their rice and peas, I don't know. They kind of cook them in our jambalaya style, but they don't get that creaminess. Yes. They're just basically boiling them down and then holding the rice in, which is good. I made the ones last night with field peas, the little brown field And did peas. you use coconut milk I in used, them? Yeah, I used yeah. coconut milk as well. So okay. coconut milk, I did Trinity, coconut milk, the uh, peas. And then I didn't do any meat in that one. And I did the, the rice. It came out good. Mm-hmm. Any chance to have any vegetarian cuisine while you were there? Any Rastafarian cuisine? Let's we see. did. Uh, no, but we ate. Uh, Callaloo was everywhere. Which was really good. Which was cool because I kind of learned a little technique that we don't use here. So usually we de-stem our mustard greens and collard greens and kind of discard that. A lot of people do. The hard part. What they do, they don't waste anything. So they take the stems and they cut them up in little cubes and put that in first and cook that till it's tender and then add. So it's like all mixed in. So you're having like these leaves and then these little crunchy parts. Yeah. It's awesome. Callaloo was so good. Like if it's like a cross between a spinach and a mustard green, yeah, like texturally. Yeah. And it's like ruffly in a way. I don't know. It was really good. We had that for breakfast. Like that's a traditional Jamaican breakfast. It's like callaloo with eggs and some kind of meat or something like that. But it was really good. But we would just tell the, uh, we would let Sharona know, hey, we're going to go to this restaurant. And just let her know that, let the chef know we're chefs and just cook us whatever. So we would arrive at these restaurants and they would just bring the house down. I oh, mean, how fun. Dishes on dishes on dishes. Like it as soon awesome. as we sat down, Spiny everybody's lobster. coming out. With I food. mean, it was just. Like, no, we're not even ordering. The They're not letting us order. It's awesome. <laughs> we, yeah, the conch salad. She did basically was really raw good. conch salad with like a mayonnaise and uh, vinegar. And vinegar based dressing. That was awesome. Well, are we going to start to see this Jamaican influence on the uh, menu over at Sacolay, or are y'all going to. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, we draw from different things at Sacolay. We, we pretty much stick to all Louisiana, but Louisiana is actually sticking to all of these different roots. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not it's not far fetched to actually draw inspiration from some of these dishes. Right. Which is cool. Yeah, and not only the dishes themselves, but just the techniques that they use in preparing them. It's crazy to watch somebody else cook. I mean, you being so busy, you know, except for whenever you watch TV, maybe you don't really get to stand there and watch somebody cook, no. and to pick their brain about why they did that or why they seasoned that that way or how did they get it that tender. Like to kind of learn their tricks of the trade makes you a better chef too. So I don't know. I can just see us using those different techniques. Yeah. Back at the restaurant. But their cooking is similar. They did a uh, a big, uh, we, we call a couchon de lait. They call it a hog roast or mm-hmm. what they call it, pig roast. And, it was a suckling pig. <laughs> the, chef, the chef cooked this big pig and everybody ate the whole thing where the head was left. So I said, chef, can we have this head? He's like, you want the whole head, man? I said, yeah, I want the whole head. <gasps> oh, so awesome. we take this head, <laughs> we Chris Blackwell and all them there and the artist, everybody's there. We sit down in the middle of the table. And start eating on his head, eating the cheeks, the cheeks, like everything, rip the jaw off and start eating all this stuff. And these people are like, what are these people doing? <laughs> like, who are these people? So the artist, one of the artists, the photographer, she takes the jawbone. She's like, can I have that? I was like, yeah, you can have it. Oh she God, puts that it on would be a, a plate great work wraps. of art. <laughs> <laughs> she wraps it up on a plate and she starts taking pictures of it. It was so awesome. Yeah, that's something they'd never seen before. <laughs> but yeah, you get a couple of Louisiana people up in there. We're going to eat it if it won't eat us first, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you know, I love I love travel and I love food. And it seems like it always gets married together. And, you know, traveling gives me inspiration for what I'm going to do in the kitchen. But it creates those memories that we try to recreate in our restaurants, you know, yeah. like we're having these moments where we're interacting with strangers. We're having a great time. We're creating memories. We're learning, but we're having fun. Mm-hmm. And it seems like for restaurateurs here, we want the guests, locals and people from out of town to start to kind of get that kind of experience at our restaurants. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like in music, you know, you learn, as chefs, you go to these different places and you learn these techniques and these these ways of thinking. And just like in music, you learn this new sound or this new technique on this instrument. And it's like you come back in, you can't help but use it. You're going to, it's part of your repertoire, I guess you'd mm-hmm. say. Is that the correct word for that? Sure. But uh, <laughs> we make up words. That's here a Cajun trying to say. Subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> come on, good. But I mean, it's true. I mean, it's, it's really in the back of your head, you're cooking, you're thinking about all these people that cook for you and, and their experiences. So it comes out on the plate. Yeah. Well, when you're you're cooking at Sacolay and you'll have all kinds of really interesting things that if you look at the menu, you kind of have to look a little further into it because the first word, in some cases, you know, drum throats, mm-hmm. that might be shocking. But then you start to say, oh, okay, honey and sassafras and chimichurri and, yeah. oh, okay, all mm-hmm. these flavors are delicious. Talk a little bit about the menu at Sacolay and... You know, what people should be ordering when we come to see you over there. Yeah. I mean, Zachary really is telling the story of how we grew up cooking. And it's not in a literal sense. So if you're, as our menu reads, it's not like literally you're getting this, which in some cases it is, but it's not too obvious. It's it's like we're talking about, drawing inspiration. We're not recooking dishes that we cooked growing up, but it's what they mean to us. It's kind of like our 
artistic version of that dish. So it's mm-hmm. kind of it's familiar flavors, and it's you might see you some think. familiar ingredients, but it's presented to you in a new way and in a new light that can kind of get you re-excited about it. You know, so many people from Louisiana, they're like, you know, I've had drum throats before that people, you know, avid fishermen and things like that. But it's in our style and on our preparation of how we do things. And just gumbos right. and stews. I mean, it's just redoing them and not to lose their nostalgia, but just to kind of, it's our our way, our interpretation of it. And and a lot of fancy words that, <laughs> just, of, <laughs> that, yeah. that just fancy it up, right? We had somebody, I've, my favorite quote from a customer was like, I have never been so terrified and so overjoyed in the same hour. And I was like, well, <laughs> and he was like, I will be back. And I was like, well, I'm glad we make you a believer. That's right. <laughs> well, if we're coming to the restaurant, what, you know, I guess it's like asking, you know, who's your, what's your favorite kid? Luckily, that's an easy question for y'all. But, you know, people <laughs> yeah. with lots of kids, it's a hard question. But, you know, I find that menu items can be like that. We take mm-hmm. them very personally and they are like our little children because of how long they take to develop. What is, what must we eat when we come? Mm-hmm. And if we're adventurous, What's the next step we should go to? What do you think? Well, some of the some of the more mainstream things I would say is the the oysters and chargrilled oysters. But our like our raw oyster bar, we do homemade uh, saltines and all of our sauces. And then Wait, the homemade homemade saltines? You make your yeah. your own yeah. your we, own crackers? <laughs> yeah, your <laughs> own crackers, and they're cool. Uh, and they're kind of they stand vertical, kind of like the daily bread. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy it's like looking, a giant circle, but they're fantastic. Uh, the devil crab is an excellent, especially in the summertime. It's like a version of crab, a lump crab or blue crab. And I've and had that. That egg. is delicious. That's a good dish. And the crispy pig's ears, we confit them overnight and then flash fry them, crisp them up, kind of like a crackling. He's saying you love cracklings. And we're going to actually start doing with uh, creme fraiche and choupic caviar. Ooh. So it's like a little, basically like a country chips and dip kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then, you know, I see some adventurous stuff. Like, to me, hogshead cheese is not adventurous. No. That's, like, what you eat all the time. But I can honestly say that there is only one chef out there that has made chicken feet that I have really <laughs> enjoyed. And that's um, Chef Pete Vasquez. So okay. um, if y'all know Chef Pete, like, I love chicken his feet. braised chicken feet, it's kind of Asian-style, delicious. But I'm really hesitant. You know, I see them at Hong Kong Market. I try to come up with interesting things. But, you know, again, I I feel like it's a product that is a lot of work to work with. And, uh, you know, talk about that. It is. But it it, so growing up, we always raised chickens. My grandma raised chickens and they would make a chicken stew where they'd have this big stew and you have all these breasts and and everything else well you only have two feet on chicken obviously and everybody would fight over them so that's where the inspiration behind the dish came and but we order a bunch of chicken feet and you braise them which gives you this very it's very good stock so you, you also have that product from the chicken feet. yes with all and that, then, that, yeah, you, that it's, it's gelatin i mean it's jello. like collagen i mean it's awesome and then <laughs> and you just crispy it. fry them and it's it's a fun thing to eat it's kind of like chicken wings but not as much meat so you just uh you get it. You're able to drink beer and nibble on them and get whatever sauce you put on them or whatever seasonings. It's just fun to eat. Man. Yeah. You don't fill up. So for my my listeners out there, I, I can imagine they're thinking like the little claws <laughs> on the toes. You're supposed to clip that... them, but okay. That's what I was gonna ask. Are you clipping them? 
We didn't. We figured out if you get some stuck, if you get some stuck in your teeth, you have a little nail. You can kind of... <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible, my friend. I, okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ask this question because this I've, I find is also another polarizing question. Soft shell crab. Do you cut the eyes off? Yes. Yeah, we do. Okay. Barely though. Just just the little tip. I, just a little tip. I don't like cutting that whole face off because I I like some of the crunchy parts on that. Okay. I, I ask that because it's interesting to me. I think those of us from Louisiana, we're used to our food looking at us. Yeah. But sometimes, um, you know, things like the eyes, things like the nails, things like out. it freaks people out. So. so we met somebody on the way back from Jamaica and she was talking about crawfish. She was like, I just can't because we raise crawfish. She's like, I can't eat crawfish. We was like, why? Are you allergic? She's like, no, the eyes, the, the little beady black eyes keep staring at me. Oh, God. I was like, well... <laughs> You, you just can, discard that head really just, quick. Yeah, you yeah. can discard like the eyes of a crab, but to do every crawfish, I was like, that's not gonna happen. So. Yeah, but she said she ate crabs, boiled crabs, and they yeah. have eyes. I don't know. I felt like she, <laughs> she was just like the crawfish had the beady little eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what do y'all have coming up? I, we only have a little bit of time left, but I know y'all have some specials and things going on over at Sacolay. So let our listeners know what you got going on. Yeah, so we have started a our version of our Southern, um, like our hospitality industry night uh, on Wednesdays. It's called Soul Plate. And we went and we rummaged and found all of the old Pyrex, not Pyrex, what are they called? Corel. Corel, hello. We found all the old Corel plates and we serve $8 plates. And it's like our first time we did it, we did a pork chop gravy over yeah, rice. Some other pork chops. Uh, we did venison, uh, venison lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, and then we're thinking we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do Think tomorrow. About turkey but, tomorrow. Ooh. but I mean, it really gives us an opportunity to train our because I'm always my, my chefs in the kitchen. I'm always training them how to cook this more refined food. This gives me one day out of the week where I get to really show them how where the inspiration came from, the real dishes. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to train them on. Really, how to cook the stuff? Like the basics, the like basics, the, like this the real cook stuff. A gra- a gravy is like yeah. a stew. Well, if you need some um, country crack <laughs> containers, I probably have a few of those. Um, some parquet containers, yes. if you want to put the pasta salad in it. I made the mistake of asking my grandma to round me up some corral oh, and my goodness. mom. I have like oh, she went so crazy. Many. She's like, I went to the St. Vincent de Paul, and then she went over to the Goodwill, Goodwill. everywhere. Like she, then I called my friend. She had a bunch. She don't use them. And so <laughs> it was one of those situations where. I don't know. I feel like we always put Cody's mama or his mom on some kind of scavenger hunt for us, and they'll go find it. <laughs> and I know you'll have a, a really good cocktail program, too, so people yeah. that want to come in for a little happy hour and some drinks. Mm-hmm. So what are their options with that? So we do happy hour Tuesday through Friday from 530 to 7. And we do half off beer, wine, our cocktails, and then raw oysters, our raw oyster selection. But we've really reintroduced our bar program uh, to New Orleans because we are so much more garden influenced than we've ever been before. Mm-hmm. And with our food being so farm to table and just we're so, we're sticklers with, you know, where we're growing and where we're purchasing from, it really needed to translate over into our cocktail program. So now it has. And we have the cocktails to back everything else up. And we have our own herb garden. We're growing our own herbs and um, we're dehydrating things. We're making our own syrups. Like everything is from the ground up, literally. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And that, you know, it's, it's a little extra love, a little extra time and energy that goes into the yeah. food, but I think people taste it on the back end. Yeah, so. it is. 
Well, y'all, we have just a couple minutes. I want to tell you, have you tell everybody where you're located and when you're open before we finish up. Okay. We are Sackley Restaurant. We're located in the Warehouse District in New Orleans at 1051 Annunciation Street. And we are open Tuesday through Saturday for dinner. We're open 530 to 10. And then we do lunch on Fridays, which is really fun, from 11 to 2. Great. Well, thank you all so much thank for you. joining me today in the studio. We had Sam and Cody Carroll from Sackley Restaurant. You've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host in New Orleans by mouth, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao. <laughs>